have a story you would like to see featured in a future video, go to asthereavendreams.com slash submit. I've been doing this for as long as I can remember. I've run into some really weird, funny, and even some pretty creepy situations over the years. It's not as easy as driving an SUV because some people don't know how to respect the spacing of big rigs, which alone can cause stress. Then, there are the times that you can end up in some strange places that you're not familiar with, and possibly some really weird people. Especially nowadays, people are unpredictable. That being said, I can usually handle the people being strange. It's the unexplained that really racks my brain and puts me in a frenzy. Yes, I believe in a lot of cryptids and paranormal because we can't really explore that kind of thing, and there are still tons of things out there that haven't been discovered and identified. So, it's entirely possible that they exist, right? And that being said, I do watch and follow a lot of podcasts, and I make notes of the ones that are about the area that I may be driving through as a way to check it out myself. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be a tad bit freaked out going to see them, though. Here are the few that I have come across that were some of the creepiest for me. I had a delivery in West Virginia, and with how I drive, I tend to be earlier than needed. With that being said, I can't really do anything until then but sleep, so instead of wasting what free time I was going to have, I decided to find somewhere to sit down and eat, instead of fast food. I ended up finding a little barbecue place, so I sat in, Tried seeing if there were any places of interest nearby, but didn't look into too much as I was already getting tired. I decided to go ahead and leave so I could find a place to stop overnight, and try looking around the next day. Apparently, my truck didn't agree and something ended up breaking on it not even an hour into my drive. I pulled over to check out what happened. Thankfully, it wasn't too major. However, I didn't have the tools to fix it, so I called Dispatch, who got into contact with our insurance company, who was going to send someone out to help. Unfortunately, they were an hour out, so I had some time to kill. Since it was going to be a while, I started laying out the reflective triangles behind my truck, and while I was doing this, I started hearing talking. It was very faint, but enough to make me look around. I didn't see anyone, though, but it would start and stop again several times. As I looked around, I noticed the fencing on the opposite side of the road with some interesting-looking trees. Something was different about them. They looked old, unkempt, and like they had a story to tell. So I pulled out my phone and I started taking pictures of them, as I did so, I noticed what looked like a person standing under one of the trees. My phone wasn't the best, so when I tried zooming in, I couldn't see much, so I got into my truck to grab my actual camera. 
as mentioned, I liked going to so-called haunted places when I can, so I got myself a decent camera. As I went back to take more pictures, the person was gone. This got me a little more curious, so I crossed the road and I approached the fence line. Once there, I started getting some more pictures when I saw that person under the tree again. They were just watching me. Something definitely felt off, but I'm stupid enough, so I walked the fence line to get closer. As I did, I started hearing laughing. Children laughing. I again was looking around to see if I could see anything, but there were no children in sight. But this figure was still under that tree and had moved to now face me. Getting a bit closer... I could tell it was a person. A small child, to be exact. She was wearing a dress with long, straight hair. I took a few more pictures when I heard the laughing even closer, still seeing nothing. The fact that the laughing was getting closer, even though I was moving, did throw me off. I took one more look at the kid under the tree and tried calling out to it. I think I said something like, do you need help? Or something like that. When it turned to face away from me. At that time, the laughing sounded like it was right next to me, as I felt a tug at my leg. At that point, I'd seen all I needed and I started sprinting back to my truck as fast as I could. Once there, I locked my doors and started looking at the pictures I took. To no surprise, there were no kids in the photos but a lot of lights or orbs surrounding the tree. That was enough for me to feel uneasy, so I tried doing something else to occupy my mind till the help arrived. I ended up dozing off and woke up to a tapping on the passenger window. I thought it was the help, but to my horror, it was the face of a child. It was a boy. He looked wet. His face almost looked like it was waterlogged. I may have yelled expletives and threw something at the window. After catching my breath and calming down, I opened up my door to look around when someone started pulling up behind me. Thankfully, it was the roadside assistance. So they helped me out, and I left as soon as I could. That night, I found a well-lit stop and stayed there, but I don't think I slept much. I called my brother the next day and told him about what happened, as he loves this stuff too, and he started looking into the place to find out more information. Turns out, I wasn't too far from an abandoned amusement park that had several kids die there. One boy had actually drowned in the lake there that had boat rides. After learning this, it creeped me out even more. But... Now we're making plans to go back to visit the entire site to find out more about the place. Another experience doesn't have a good background, but is equally terrifying. I had arrived at the drop-off location a few hours before they were open, so I decided to sleep while waiting. While sleeping, I started hearing barking. Thinking it was just someone walking by with the dog, I waited for it to taper off. But after a while... It wasn't stopping, and it was actually getting closer. So, maybe it was a stray dog in the area. 
It got annoying, so I thought I would open the door real fast, yell at it, and scare it off. However, when I opened the door, I didn't see a dog. I looked around, and I saw a few feet in front of my truck the source of the barking. This thing, it didn't look like a dog. This thing looked like a human, standing on all fours and barking. But the spine was so arched that it looked too long to be a human or a dog. That's when the barking stopped, and it started standing straight up. It was easily nine foot tall, maybe more. I jumped back into the truck to turn the lights on, just so I could see it better, when it jumped out of the light and appeared to climb alongside the building. I've never seen anything like that, and it scared the hell out of me. That one, I don't care to look into, because that was not a ghost, and it was bigger than me, so I think I'll leave that one alone. This happened a few years ago. I'm a female in my late 30s now, and I love trucking. My dad was a trucker when I was a kid, and I loved riding with him, and sitting in the cab, so I knew I wanted to do the same. I also loved the idea of being able to go across the country for my job, so it was always like a never-ending vacation. I am married, with no children, and this was part of the reason. I don't see that working out for us, especially since my husband actually does this with me. So, this was perfect for us. On longer trips, we would take turns driving. He would drive at night, and I during the day. He loved being able to watch the birds and other wildlife when driving, and the different sights along the way, but then also to be able to enjoy the night breeze while I slept. I'm also one of those people that listens to podcasts on murders, mysteries, and unexplained events, as well as things like forensic files. So yes, I may be a bit paranoid about some people. But I think that also comes with being a smaller female. However, I also think that makes me more aware of my surroundings and cautious of strangers. I've run into those truck stops where some of them are just really gross older guys that wants to hit on me or catcall, but I don't let it bother me. I always have a knife or my pepper spray for protection, and I'm lucky enough that my husband is right there with me if things were ever to get out of hand. There was one instance in particular that did freak me out a bit, and I still think about it at times. As mentioned, it's normal to get hit on by random truckers, but this guy was by far the most memorable. I got out of the truck and stretched. It was during the day, so my husband was dozing in and out, so I just went in to the stop by myself, which is not unusual. I noticed a couple of guys sitting at a table outside of the entrance talking, no big deal. I did notice, though, as I was walking to the door, that one of them kept staring at me. Whatever. I just keep walking. 
while I'm in the store browsing, I just felt like I was being watched. So I kept looking around, not seeing anything really. Because I can't shake this feeling, I started heading to the restrooms. The place was set up with the entrance and exit doors on each end of the building, and the restrooms were towards the center and the back. So as I round the corner towards them, one of the guys sitting outside comes from the other side and causes me to jump a bit. Not to mention, his appearance screams danger. He was wearing overalls, an old stained and torn shirt, and had maybe eight teeth. He smirks. He puts his hands up and says, Sorry to startle you, missy. I smiled and said it's okay, and tried to go to the stall when he seriously leaned against the doorframe, blocking the damn doorknob. So I started to say, Excuse me, or something, when he asked, Where are you from? I definitely wasn't going to be honest, so I told him, I'm local, excuse me. Apparently he didn't like that, because then he moved completely to block the door and started questioning me like, I've never seen you around here before, who you contracting with? At this point, I was just annoyed, and his breath smelled like spoiled milk and feet, so I started turning around to walk away when he grabbed my arm. I turned back and he said, It's kind of rude of a lady to ignore a man that's talking to her. To which I said, Well, grabbing a lady's arm is not a way to get them to talk to you either and shook my arm free. I ended up not buying anything, and started fast walking out the door. I noticed his friends were no longer sitting there, but I started reaching for my pepper spray just in case. As I'm walking back to my truck, I had to pass by the side of another truck when he came right up behind me, and grabbed my hips like he was trying to pull me back or pick me up. Thankfully, he didn't have time to react to me turning around, elbowing him, and spraying him in the face. He just screamed some expletives at me as he tried to wipe his face, so I just made a mad dash to my truck. Thankfully, my husband heard the man screaming and woke up about that time, so he was starting to get out of the truck, but I motioned him to stay. Then I got it, and we took off. I told him what had happened, and he was upset that he wasn't there, but I wasn't mad at him. Nor do I fault him for it. That was the worst it's ever gotten, and the first and only time I've ever had to use the pepper spray. He does tell me to wake him up if he's sleeping, if I do have to stop anywhere, just to be safe, and I have no problems with that. Now, to make things worse about this situation, though... A few years later, we ended up making another delivery to a location near this stop. This is one that I cannot forget because of what happened, so every time I see that welcome to specific state sign, I shiver a bit. We get to our destination, and we went to a nearby diner to eat. While we were there, the TV was playing the local news, 
and they mentioned that someone had been arrested or captured for a kidnapping. Something told me to pay attention to this, so I started watching it, and as I did, my stomach dropped. I saw a very familiar guy in the mugshot. It was the same guy. He had the creepy eyes, like they were just piercing me through that television. Apparently, he actually tried abducting a girl, and as he tried pulling her into his truck, she managed to break free and was able to get help. I went to my phone really quick to get more info, and apparently, his ex-wife was interviewed as well and mentioned that she left him because of his extremely abusive behavior. The kicker to all this was his ex-wife and the victim looked just like me. Small build, medium-length dark brown hair. I flipped. I told my husband about it and he agreed. The similarities were way too close to be a coincidence. I'm so thankful it wasn't worse, but I'm also glad the other girl was able to get away. I also hope those were his only attempts, and that they got him so he couldn't be successful. Overall, just be careful and stay aware of your surroundings, because you just never know. I've been a driver for the same company for several years now, and I've definitely had some weird run-ins between people, locations, and maybe even the unexplained. Here are a few that stand out for me. When I have to stop to sleep, I'll try to stop in an open or empty parking lot instead of an actual truck stop. Usually, in those of businesses that have been closed, so there's no chance of traffic blocking me in or making it difficult for me to leave. Word of advice, if you see a semi parked in the back of a lot, don't be an ass and park next to them. Like I said, it just makes it easier and there's less traffic in those. Also, doing this, I don't normally have to worry about people coming up to my truck. So, on one trip... I pulled into the parking lot of what looked to be an old Circuit City building and prepared to sleep for the night. I had just called my wife to tell her that I was going to sleep and headed to the back for the night. I fell asleep as normal, but the waking up part was when it got weird. As I started waking up, I was hearing cars driving by, which was odd since I was in a lot and they sounded like they were going pretty fast instead of just passing through slowly. So I got up, I looked out the window and realized I was on the side of the road, not in a parking lot. I got out of my truck and noticed there were a few cop cars around me too. They came up kind of smirking and asking if I was okay, to which I responded that I was, but just confused as to where I was. I was worried at first, thinking, did I sleep drive or something? But they did explain to me what had happened. Apparently, while I was sleeping in the back, someone decided to take my rig for a spin. I had left the doors unlocked because it's never been an issue before, but they got in, and they started driving off. 
Two problems with this, though. Apparently, the guy didn't know how to drive a manual, so the truck wasn't moving too fast, and a cop that was behind me noticed it was drifting into another lane, so we tried pulling it over. Another thing to note was that I snore. A lot. And loudly. The guy heard me and started freaking out even more, so he tried to stop the truck and take off out the passenger side in an attempt to confuse the police. They did catch him, and he explained all of this, but they didn't even know that he wasn't the owner until I got out of the truck. My wife likes to tease me about my snoring now, but I also say that it probably saved my life. Now I make sure to lock my doors, no matter where I stay. Another time, something had broken on my truck and I had to get it fixed, and quickly. Unfortunately, the closest place wouldn't have the part for a few days, unless I went to a local mechanic that didn't sell the parts individually, as they had to be the ones to install it, making me have to pay for the parts and the labor. I didn't have the money for something like that, and I had expressed this to the person at the shop who said that was the only option that they could give me. I told them I would think it over, and I start heading back out to my truck. As I'm walking back, there was a lady that was hollering at me, so I stopped to see what she wanted. I noticed that she was in the shop at the same time as me, so maybe she overheard our conversation and had a suggestion. She confirmed this, and I explained that I could replace the part myself, I just needed to buy it. She said she had ways to get a little extra money to those in need like this. I know the price of the part and labor was going to probably be twice, if not triple the amount I was expecting to pay, so I would not expect charity from a stranger for that amount. So, I started to tell her it was okay, and that I would figure something out. Then she stopped me and said, Really? It's no big deal. Anyone can do it and it's nothing illegal. So I thought, Fine. Let me see what she is suggesting. Maybe she has a job or something I can do real quick. Then she asked me if I had two kidneys. I'm sure the look on my face had to say it all as she giggled slightly and said, I'm serious. You can get good money for it like donating blood. I asked her out of confusion if there was a hospital nearby that was just openly taking kidneys or something, and she said, Not a hospital, but we do have a facility that can have you in and out pretty quickly. And this freaked me out, so I just said no thanks. I think I figured something out. Or something along those lines, and I briskly walked back to my truck. I sat in the truck for a bit and called my wife to try to figure out what to do, and I noticed this chick had not left yet. It had been at least an hour and she was still there. It started freaking me out a bit, so I did something I probably shouldn't have, and rigged the part up to work enough to get me to the next city that had the part that I needed. My wife called a few places for me to find it as I drove so I could get out of there, because... Who knows if she was serious, and if she was serious enough to try and get one of my kidneys by force. I didn't know that was a thing, that people just tried to solicit around here, but, well, 
Now I know. This is actually something that happened to my father while he was a tow truck driver. He did this for a few years, as far back as I can remember because I was quite young at the time. He worked all different hours, including on-call or overnight. Depending on the time, or if I was awake, sometimes he would let me, my sister, and my mom ride with him. It was actually a lot of fun. Riding back to the tow lot where they dropped off the vehicles they kept was always a blast, too. There was an older lady that worked there, and she always had snacks open to us. They also had two junkyard dogs that were sweet as can be. Sometimes I would stay up later, when allowed, just to try to go with him. We got to watch him load up the vehicles, and he told us what the different buttons and switches did. Sometimes we even got to go if there was a mild accident, like someone hitting a light pole or something like that. Of course, he's also been called on some pretty bad accidents too, like when cars flip, or when there are severe injuries or even fatal ones. These, of course, we were never allowed to go on, and I'm thankful for that now. As I got older... I was talking to him about his experience working there, and asked him about some of the worst ones he remembers going to. This one, though, still creeps me out. He said he even remembers telling me and my mom that we couldn't go with because of the situation. There was a convertible, speeding and swerving between the lanes on a highway. It was like a main road and highway because it still had stoplights on it, it was also next to an open field, blocked off by the guardrail and barbed wiring. Of course, the highway also has warning lights a few miles back to tell you when the light is red to warn you to start slowing down. Apparently, this guy didn't see those, didn't care or something, and thought he would try to run it. My dad said he doesn't remember if he was racing someone else or just speeding, Sadly, there was a small decline before the intersection, and there was a semi already at the light. This convertible must have hit the decline, got a little air, and before they had time to react or brake, probably because the car was partially airbound, they went under the semi, causing the underside of the semi to act like sandpaper. The scene was not pretty and they were already in the process of the cleanup by the time my dad arrived. However, he said they were just pulling out the body, and from the looks of the accident, he could piece it all together. He remembered this one, of course, because of the gruesome details, but also what he saw while trying to load up the vehicle. He mentioned it was taking longer than normal because they had to try to get the car out from underneath the semi, and then get the car onto the tow truck. Towards the end, as he was loading up the car, he felt like he was being watched, so he looked around to see the cops and the other people weren't nearby, and no one was trying to get his attention. Then he looked over towards the field. From there, he saw a figure standing by a tree that appeared to just be watching him. 
He just stared at him for a minute to see if he was maybe just a bystander trying to watch what was going on. Unfortunately, you get people like that going to these scenes to try to get pictures or something. However, my dad noticed he wasn't holding a camera or anything, just standing, hands to his side. Once he finished loading up the car, he started walking towards them to see what he was doing. As he got closer, he noticed the person looked like a younger kid, maybe in their teens. He took note of the clothing he was wearing in case it came up in the future, like missing person, someone fleeing from the scene or family, etc. As he continued walking, he says that he got a page, if that tells you how long ago this was, and when he looked up from the pager, the kid was gone. He looked around to see if he ran off, but he didn't see him anywhere, so he went back to his truck, finished up what he needed to with the authorities, and left. A few days later, he said he heard additional information about the crash and saw a picture of the kid from the accident. To his surprise, the kid he saw in the field looked just like him. He said even the hairstyle and shirt he was wearing was identical. Of course, my mom said he probably saw his ghost who was trying to piece together what just happened before he moved on, and that's when he left this world. My dad, of course, doesn't believe in any of that, so he claims he probably just saw the kid as they were pulling him out and saw what he was wearing and chalked it up to him being tired. I don't know, though. Those scenes have to be gruesome, and maybe even scar some people that would see them, but I'm thinking it was the kid passing over. He had some other more creepy calls that maybe I can ask him about, but this was one that I specifically remembered. I was a trucker for about 15 years. As the years go on, it really starts to take a toll on your body. Literally, you sit in the same spot for hours on end, maybe even 24. The only thing you can do is eat. There isn't much in ways of exercise that you can do, so your back is usually bothering you, and you're too out of shape to do anything about it anyways. Sometimes, it can even mess you up mentally. With irregular times to sleep and other things that may not be explainable. I've had weird occurrences in some cities where the locals tell you to avoid these certain truck stops or gas stations due to high theft. I'm looking at you, Detroit. Or paranormal sightings at others. I'm not a believer in that crap, so I usually just hear them out for a little entertainment and move on. Sometimes... I may actually stop in those places just for giggles, and to tell my wife as she seems to get a kick out of those. She loves watching all those ghost hunter shows, and wanted to go with me on some of them to see if she could experience something herself. Luckily for her, she never did, at least. There was one time, though, that scared the hell out of me, and still does thinking about it to this day. I was headed to Arizona, and I was already up longer than I was supposed to be, but I wanted to try to shave off some time, 
so I could get back home a little earlier for our anniversary. I ended up stopping in some desert area to sleep. I figured it would work since it was right past the truck stop, so people would be there instead and I wouldn't get woken up by others coming and going, headlights, sounds, etc. I'm not a heavy sleeper, especially since starting this job, so it doesn't take much to wake me, but it gets harder to fall back asleep. To solve this, I just find it easier to sleep outside of the normal stops. So, I pull to the side, get out to stretch and eat whatever jerky or trail mix I may have as I walk around my truck. I do this to be able to get up and move and make sure there's nothing dangling from it or broken. At this point, I remember looking around to see absolutely nothing, other than the exit ramp with the single light above it in the distance. It is dead silent, not even a breeze, and I felt wiped, so I figured I'd be able to sleep pretty well. I climbed back in my truck, took off my shoes and belt, went to the cab, locked all the doors, and passed out pretty damn quick. I remember that much. I don't feel like it was very long, maybe a few hours, when I was awoken by a blood-curdling scream. I kid you not, I have never jumped up from my sleep so damn fast in my life. I waited to see if it was in my dream when I heard it again, but this time, they screamed, help. It sounded like a woman, so... I jumped up and darted out of the truck before I even put my shoes and belt back on, looking around for this voice. Yet, I saw nothing. There was not a single car or person in sight. It was still dark, and I called out, Where are you? to see if I would get a response. But nothing. I stood there looking around, waiting, when I heard it once more, but... It sounded like it was right behind me. I don't think I ever jumped so high in my life. I ran back to the driver's side, got in, and locked all the doors. I turned on the cabin light and I just sat there looking around, trying to process what the hell just happened. There was no way that I was going back to sleep at this point. I turned on the radio to keep me awake, but thinking back... I don't think I would have needed the help. I didn't sleep anymore that night. As soon as I started seeing the sunrise, I booked it as fast as I could from there. I went to a nearby diner to grab some coffee and watched the news to see if there was any reports last night, or this morning, about something that could have been related, but there was nothing. I haven't told anyone about this other than my wife and a few close friends that now like to tease me about it, but that scared the living piss out of me. My wife thinks it may have been someone that died or was killed there in the past, but whatever it was, be it a prank or a ghost, I didn't care for it. I will say, though, I think it made me believe a bit more in other worldly beings. So 
that was a collection of trucker horror stories for this Friday-themed video. Hopefully, it was a group of stories that you enjoyed, and hopefully you took something from this. Namely, uh, don't drive a truck. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Anyways, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and if you did, please do hit that thumbs up button and the bell icon next to the subscribe button, as well as the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. I said those backwards, but notice how I fixed it at the end to make it make sense. It didn't really make sense, but it did whenever I fixed it. Even then, it still was nonsensical. My point is, if you really liked this video, please leave me a comment letting me know what your favorite type of bread is. That's right. I want to know what type of bread I need to purchase to get you over to my place for a sandwich. Don't ask questions. And if you really liked this video and like my content a lot, like a lot, like freakishly a lot, you can support over Patreon, coffee, channel memberships, all of it optional, all of it greatly appreciated. You can also follow me on all my social media platforms, of which there are a handful. I don't know how much a handful of social media is, but there are a handful of social media platforms on which you can follow me. That all said, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope that I will see you on the next video. But, until then, my friends, sleep well.